0: Pastor Xavier Reese and placing faith
1: in the giver of life.
0: God's the creator, he's also the sustainer. Colossians 1:16 and 17. Listen to what he says. The things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The scientists know that everything physical has a molecular structure that cannot be seen. But they don't know why they're being held together. They call it nuclear glue. My Bible calls it Jesus
1: Christ. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. How many times have you heard your parents say, stay in school? How many times have you told the same to your own kids? Well, going to school is important, but sooner or later, you're going to have to graduate. Let's join Pastor Xavier for today's Simple Truths found in the book of Hebrews as he explores the higher meaning of living a life for God's glory. Hebrews chapter
0: 11, verse 1 through 3, the message entitled, We Live by Faith. The entire purpose of Paul, as you know, in this chapter is to encourage these Hebrew Christians who were thinking of going back to the law to continue in faith, looking to Jesus for their forgiveness, for their redemption. He's the high priest. And he does this through the catalog of heroes here of faith, through perseverance, through afflictions, even through martyrdom. And he uses their past history to encourage them. Therefore, Paul, the author here, describes faith from a threefold perspective in verse 1 through 3. Let me read it. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen we're not made of things which are visible. A threefold perspective of faith. First, you have the ingredient of faith in verse 1. Secondly, you have the process of faith, verse 2. Then you have the product of faith in verse 3. Ladies, you've made cakes. You've gotten ingredients. You've got a process. You end up with a product. Here it is. One, two, three. The ingredients of faith is given to us in verse 1. Faith is first described, notice, to be the substance of things hoped for. And the word substance means confidence or assurance in the Greek. The root word means to stand under, a foundation, the idea of being of firm and stable. Jesus spoke many times about having a firm foundation, that which is built on the rock. The foundation, something solid. Now notice the essence of faith is described as the evidence of things not seen also. The ingredient. Here's the second one. The word evidence means conviction again. Persuasion or proof. It is objective hope. Notice that. It is not subjective. It is something God has revealed or promised. And it's believing and acted on as proof of the reality which will unfold in God's appointed time. This is the emphasis of the entire chapter. Faith is active in obedience. And notice, secondly, you have the process of faith. Verse 2. These Hebrew Christians had a rich heritage. They had great responsibility and accountability. Men who had faith in God for impossible things are recorded here. Men who, who had faith in God despite the difficulties of life. Men who died having faith in God. The elders, notice, were these Christian Hebrews' example. They had a rich history of the past. In fact, from verse 4 through 7, he presents three of the antediluvian period. Those before the flood, Abel, Enoch, and Noah. Then in verse 8 to 22, he presents five of the patriarchal period. Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Then in verse 23 to 31, he presents the Mosaic period. The parents of Moses, Moses, Joshua is implied, not mentioned, Rahab. And then verse 32 to 40, he presents the subsequent period. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. All of these are in chronological order until you get to David and Samuel. Samuel. They're inverted. Otherwise, they're in chronological order. These were their example. These men were charging them. In fact, in chapter 12, he's going to move on and say, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. What is this? People say, oh, yeah, the witnesses in heaven. No, the witness of the scriptures. We have no excuse. We can't ignore this. And so the elders by faith obtain a good testimony, it says. A good testimony, marturio, means the witness well-attested. One reliable and true regarding what? What's the topic here? Faith. The one approving and attesting to their good testimony of faith is no one but God. He's the one giving approval. Now, the elders obtain a good testimony before God. Through the most incredible and horrible events of life. Look at verse 35. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. The positive, they received their dead from the dead. But the negative, tortured. Not accepting to be delivered. They were looking for a better resurrection. Faith the certainty that they had not made a mistake in the decision they had made about their faith in God and Jesus. Verse 36, still others had trials of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonments. They paid the price. They were saying that whatever I go through here cannot even be compared to what I'm going to be there. There's nothing in this life that's worth the next. Verse 37 They were stoned. They were sawn in two. It's believed to be Isaiah through Manasseh who cut him in two. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about with sheep's clothing and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. How did they do this? By their faith in God. 38 Of whom the world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. Now, we don't know anything about this as Americans. All we can do is read about it. But there are Christians through the world in China, Russia, other places of the world that know this perfectly by experience. The Bible gives to us many promises in which we can step out in faith as we ask God. Faith in Jesus for our salvation is the most basic, the forgiveness of our sins. It's been implied. In fact, um, when Philip was with the eunuch, the eunuch uh, in Acts 8 36 to 37, he said, "Uh, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe, which is synonymous with faith here, with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You're baptized, as you know. You're saved. Faith in Jesus to be healed. We have the, the privilege of being able to come to God when we're, we're sick that we can ask him to heal us. Uh, James puts it this way in James five fourteen and 15. He says, if anyone among you is sick, let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So we have those opportunities, that privilege. Now, God doesn't heal everybody. Why does he at times and others? I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's that a person doesn't believe. Other times it's just because God is sovereign and he doesn't want to heal. He has something better. Nisha died of the sickness of which he had. So you can't say if you die of a sickness, that means you don't have faith. No, 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 no. You got to check out of your one way or another. I didn't feel a card out when I came into this world. How am I going (laughs) to leave? God is sovereign. So I believe and I trust. And if God doesn't heal me, I go to the doctor. doesn't waver my faith in God. And so we anoint you with oil. We pray over you here. And God has touched some of you miraculously. God sovereignly has touched some of your lives. Faith in Jesus to receive wisdom from above without wavering. As James says, for he who doubts like a wave of the sea is driven and tossed by the wind. He gives liberally. Wisdom for your marriage. Wisdom for your children. Wisdom for your life and your job. Wisdom on how to serve the Lord that you ask him. And as you begin to step out, he gives to you, he imparts to you. You have experienced this yourself. And your faith grows and your assurance, your confidence in him so that when you need more, you go to him. You, you don't wait for that. You're constantly depending on him. Faith in Jesus to help our unbelief because we're all in the human club. And doubt comes, doesn't it? We all have feet of clay. Listen to this father in uh, Matthew 9, 23 and 24. Jesus said to him, If you can believe all things are possible to him who believes, immediately the father of the child cried out, and he said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. You ever been there? Yes. We can even trust the Lord for that, to go to him. The entire life of the believer is one of faith in God, Not themselves or their own abilities. Too much of this is going on in the church today. Faith has nothing to do with feelings or emotions. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul says, We walk by faith, not by sight. If you make decisions based on your emotions and feelings or circumstance in life, you are a dead duck. You will get yourself in such messes that you will not even be able to get out of them. Faith is allowing Jesus to live my life. Paul puts it this way in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I yield my life to him that he might live through me, that his will would be done, not my own. That he would be directing my steps. That I would be obedient to the word. It's all on the basis of faith in Jesus. Not because of what he's going to do for me, but because I have faith in Jesus that he knows what's best for my life. Faith resists the enemy. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on, on eternal life to which you are called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses, First 1 Timothy 6.12 says. It's a good fight. It's a fight of faith. Faith must be tested, as you know. 1 Peter 1, seven, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. God will pour you and myself from vessel to vessel, refining us to the day when he takes us home. And our faith will become more pure and more valuable as we keep growing older. But this is the process. We're moving through the process to the product. Faith is to grow, develop, and to mature. Second Peter one five says, add to your faith virtue. To virtue knowledge, and you know the rest goes on. But the first one is add to your faith virtue. You must grow. You're around the word. You have a prayer life. You have a church where you're involved. You're walking. Faith always has the best perspective. Listen to Paul. Second Corinthians four eighteen. We do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. And so the process of faith resulted in the elders obtaining a good testimony before God. That's the most important. Now, if that's genuine, then I have a good testimony before man. But it must first be before God. Notice third. Ladies, the ingredient, the process... Here's the product. You ready to open the oven door and get it out? <laughs> Here's the product. Verse three: The believer by faith understands that God created everything. The author Paul includes himself. We. He was no different than they. The use of the plural pronoun is "we." Fifty-two times in Hebrews. This is the only use of it in this chapter. One time. They were Hebrews who had believed the record of God in Genesis as opposed to the heathen. In fact, he began the letter speaking about in the past God has spoken to the fathers by the prophets and now in these last days the son, right? They understood God spoke. They understood God was. This is the basic truth of the Hebrew. So it comes back to that. Now the understanding is the product of faith. Notice that. The word understand does not refer to mere vision, but perception of the mind, consequent upon seeing, but seen by faith. Jesus, using the same word to reveal to his disciples their lack of spiritual perception, said this in Matthew 16 11. Listen, how is it that you do not understand, same word, that I did not speak of you concerning bread? but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The disciples constantly were looking at things with the natural mind. Always. If you read the Gospel of Mark, everything Jesus told the disciples to do, they failed in. (laughs) And the people trusted God and God worked for them. Interesting. Paul uses it for the clear evidence of creation. That there is a Creator in Romans 1.20. Listen, for since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, having been understood, same word, by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. The pagan looks up, looks at creation, and he bows down to the moon, bows down to a tree, worships a dolphin. The Christian looks up at creation and he says, Is God too much or what? Amazing. <laughs> What's the difference? Spiritual perception. By faith. Notice the worlds encompass two things here. The world's an means the set out time and instance till the consummation of all things. Uh, the word means the various ages. First of all, from Eden to the Antediluvian period, uh, the Patriarchal period, the time of the the kings, the age of grace, the tribulation period—all these set periods that God put according to His own sovereignty for for the length that He saw. This it encompasses this the worlds. But the word here for worlds, aeons, also means the material universe, not. The manner, but the fact that he created it. He's not giving us how he did it. He just tells us he did it. So it encompasses both things. The worlds were framed by the word of God, he says. Mark that well. These worlds were framed. Katartizo, which means to put in proper order. He's used it in chapter 10, verse 5. He'll use it in chapter 13, verse 21 again, in the proper order. The universe, as you know, is one of order and beautiful balance that is interdependent and interrelated. It affects one another. And you have the whole hydrological cycle, you know, you have the sun coming down, you have evaporation, transportation, you have a downpour, you have, you have uh, transportation, weathering and everything goes on and, and the transition, it's a continued hydrological cycle. You have the currents of the winds and everything, it, it's all affected. Notice these worlds were ordered by the spoken word of God. The word for the word of God is rhema, distinct from the word logos or logos, whichever we want to pronounce it. Now, the positive confession teachers make a big to-do between these two words, logos and rhema. And they say, it's the rhema word. And you know the spoken word. And they put power in the spoken word. And so it refers to that which God has spoken forth. He spoke the creation into existence. This only affirms what the Hebrew Scripture says in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the word created is the word borrow. Now we have the whole record in chapter 1 there. Let there be light. And there was. Let there be the firmament in the midst of the waters. And there was. Uh, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place. And they did. And let the earth bring forth grass, herbs, yielding seed. And it did. And let there be light in the firmaments. And there was. And he says, let us bring forth the living creatures according to their kind. And it was. And let us make man in our image. And it was. God spoke it into being. He just did it. Now. The believer by faith understands that God created everything out of nothing, though. You see? Listen to what he says. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. He just spoke it. Now, you and I built something out of material. We go down to Home Depot and buy nails, wood, and everything else. And we build something, we construct it. God spoke it out of nothing. Now, let's see you do that. This is what he's talking about. God spoke with all the authority and power of the eternal God, and he created everything. That's who we're to have our trust and faith in, in him. The interesting thing is that all that is in the visible world is made up of invisible things, as you know. The scientists know that everything physical Has a molecular structure that cannot be seen of atoms. This pulpit, the pew you're sitting in, your car, your very body. It has neutrons, protons, and electrons. By the laws of science, positive charges, as you know, repel each other. Yet in the nucleus of the atom, there are positive charges that are not repelling each other, they're held together. And they have an explosive power if they come apart. That's what happens with fusion with the atomic bomb and stuff like that. You split the atom. But they don't know why it is that they're being held together. They call it nuclear glue. My Bible calls it Jesus Christ in Colossians. (laughs) And one day, Peter says, he'll say, release. And everything will be burned up at the end of the thousand year reign. God's the creator, he's also the sustainer, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Sir Isaac Newton, writing on the prophecy of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 4, said that if they were true, it would be necessary that a new mode of traveling should be invented. For knowledge would be so increased that man would be able to travel at the rate of 50 miles an hour. Voltaire, the heathen philosopher, true to his skepticism, said... Now look at the mighty man, Newton, who discovered gravitation. When he began to study the book called the Bible, it seems in order to credit his fabulous nonsense, he believed that the knowledge of mankind will be so increased that we shall be able to travel 50 miles an hour. The poor doter. Today, even a skeptic would have to say, Newton was a wise philosopher, at least. Voltaire, a poor old doter. By faith we understand that God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. All things are possible for him. He's the sovereign, he's discreet, he does what he wants. But Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us, To Him be glory in the church of Jesus Christ to all generations, forever and ever. We look to Him, not to ourselves. To believe in evolution is to deny the truth of the scriptures and the existence of God. To believe in evolution as a Christian is not only incompatible to scripture, but a contradiction of scripture. And so the product of faith is to believe a basic truth, God created everything. And if you can grab a hold of that basic truth, you're not going to have any trouble with God on the rest. It's foundational. And so the author Paul has described faith from this threefold perspective before he launches on into this whole exposition of the catalog of these heroes of faith. The ingredient of faith is confident certainty. The process of faith results in the elders obtaining a good testimony before God. And the product of faith is to believe a basic truth. God created everything. Only faith can embrace this. It's not reason. But our faith is very reasonable.
1: Absolutely. Pastor Xavier Reese and Simple Truths of the Power of Real Faith. And as always, today's message, We Live by Faith, is available on CD for only $4. And by the way, we'll be including everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is, We Live by Faith, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, And please be sure and include the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This information is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. What does it mean to be a man of faith? Pastor Xavier Ruiz has the answer next time on Simple Truths. Hope you'll be back.